Got it. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. Um, if you hear some strange guttural noises coming from my lower regions, it's the puppy. I've not got wind. The puppy. She has got wind. She just didn't want to tell anyone about it. I When we started this call, I didn't realise the puppy was present until she kind of hoiked it up like yeah. you might do. You know when you need to hoik your boobs into the bra a bit? You sort of did that kind of motion and the puppy just popped into screen. Yeah. See, you hand, a handbag dog now. I know. I know. very cute. I know. I like, I'm in like, I'm in like, I love my New- newborn bubble yeah wait until one of them rips the other one's face off and then well, that's the thing I was going to ask you seasoned dog owners about like because I've never had more than one dog now Eddie we all know is like the, the car, he's so calm and he's really chilled out and he's mm. handled it really well since Rocky's been with us and and now Eddie has realised that he can play with Rocky and Rocky likes playing with Eddie. Well, I mean, it's carnage at times. And Eddie's n- never hurt Rocky. But I said to Mike, I'm, I'm, are we, is it, should we be discouraging this play fighting? No, because that's how the puppy learns its boundaries. Right, okay. That's why quite often, not with Eddie, actually, Eddie is the exception that proves the rule, but quite often you'll have people with terriers who, and I'm just speaking from terrier, we've always had terriers, we used to breed terriers, like that's Jack Russell's or what I know, even though I don't, I have other dogs, but um, quite often you'll get like, I don't know if this is the same in Kent, uh, women of a certain age walking around with a really angry terrier that barks a lot of people but quite often like a single terrier hasn't been told where to get off so it they're quite barky I mean my terriers live with other terriers uh, other dogs and they're barky but like if they if they don't have another dog to teach them manners yeah oh well okay so um but even my husband and my standing mother-in-law get confused when my dogs play. They can't tell the difference between, and obviously like my dogs have bitten each other badly, but you, they, they can't tell the difference between like play noise and normal noise. And anyone who has a Patterdale Terrier will know that they always sound like they're about to kill someone, <laughs> even when they're playing. It's really bad. So, yeah, I think it would be really good because he'll be teaching Rocky, like... So I never leave them unattended. Like, when they're playing, I have to sit there like some sort of umpire. And because I don't... I don't I don't want to not be in the room in case something happens. And then, like, say they get in an argument and, like, I don't know which one was in the wrong. I mean, who do I believe? Do, do you know what I mean? It's like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm supervising them. And then Rocky will do, do that thing. Know, where my initial thought here is... <laughs> I need to get you some more work because you can't be supervising them because that's the whole point is that you don't know. You're thinking about this in a very human way. And if they get into an argument, they have to sort out the hierarchy. And actually I've never had, I don't think I've ever had, Oh, I know I have. 
I think it's easier to have two males than two females. Jack Russells will probably have a, a laundrette who's an expert, but Jack Russells are matriarchal society. Really? So they, oh. I don't, yeah, I know this because most terriers are, and we've usually had a girl and two boys or majority girls growing up. And then my dog and my mum's dog fought and I couldn't work out why. And it turns out Patterdale's a patriarchal. So Loki just has to be the boss of everyone and it's really annoying. But I think, I don't think, I think they should find out who's boss and then they'll just settle. Okay. It shouldn't, like I know I'm a doom bringer, but I don't see any reason why there should be any actual fighting, Gemma. No. Because partly because Eddie's Eddie will probably go second in command. Well, I keep I keep saying to Eddie, don't you know? This is your chance now. This is your this is your moment. This is your perfect moment to finally be in charge of something. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't want to be in charge of something. Yes, sorry, carry on. I don't think you'll have. I think Eddie will. Maybe Eddie just likes an easy life. Yeah, he does. Well, I did come in, I did the other day, Ed, um, Rocky had his whole head in Eddie's mouth. Yeah. We were both having a whale of a time. Rocky's wagging yeah. his tail, Eddie's wagging his tail. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, Mouse does that now, bearing in mind Magda bit her so badly that we could see her windpipe. And the other day, they were having a lovely time on the sofa with Mouse's entire mouth head in Magda's mouth. Yeah, I... We're not holding grudges in this family. That's good. But also what's really funny is Magda will do something. I think M- M- Mouse has clearly got like a sore bit on her neck, obviously. And she gets really cross. So suddenly it won't be fun anymore. And she'll be like bah, 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 at Magda. And Magda looks really upset and like concerned. But the size difference is so vast that it's just really funny to see Mouse desperately trying to like tell Magda off. Magda's eight times the size. Anyway, you're giving us all puppy jealousy. Um, oh, and then I was doing really, really well. And then I took him for a second load of jabs yesterday. And it was the same vet who um, put Milo to sleep. And, you know, when someone's kind to you. And you cry. And you cry, right? And even I, I Yeah, and she's like, Hi, how are you? I went, no. <laughs> no, I am not going to cry. She's like, okay, okay. And I got home, you know what they've done, the vets, I'm sure this is what every veterinary surgery sent us a condolence card. And it, in the card, it said, that, you know, um, um, we, please accept our condolences. Please know that um, Milo is ready to collect when you want to come and get him. I was like... Tom's picking a rose. We're going to plant a rose over the ashes. Tom's choosing a rose that he wants to put over the thing. God, you get to the stage, we just incinerate. No, no, he's been cremated. He to bury them all, and now we just... No, he's been cremated, but Tom wants to put the ashes underground. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And we plus... Leave them over there. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Um, we used to bury them all. Shut <laughs> so many. We had this really big garden, but the thing is, now it feels weird because someone else is living there. And I'm like, did you dig up Badger at some point? 
Oh, that's a nice name. Oh, we should have called you Badger. I did think about suggesting Badger. Badger Bill. I don't think I could actually change his name again on his little vaccination card. It's been crossed out four times. My friend's just changed her six-month-old baby's name. Really? Yeah, if it's got to be changed, it's got to be changed. That's stressful doing that. You know what's so weird is that they came up with the name and it wasn't her name. I've never had that with another child. I've had it with my own child. Mm. But she was like, this is her name? And I was like, no, it's Mm. not. Mm. And it's so odd that something like that could happen. Like you're very much a Gemma. Feel like a Gemma. Yeah. Now, as little, I used to want to be called Crystal. Oh, did you? I don't know why. You watch too much telly. Uh, yeah, like Dynasty or something. Crystal. You don't look like a crystal. Rocky does not approve. No. No, he just doesn't. Um, I had something really important. Oh. Oh. So, yesterday on the school run, right, I'm driving down the road. Oh, I saw some stories about this. And, and a, a man in a, in a skip lorry, he was just delivered a skip right Mm. big lorry and it was coming up the road and there was cars parked down one side so there's only enough space for one it was basically down to one lane this truck this cut this road right he wouldn't he wouldn't move within i'd say about two seconds he started swearing he was in the cab of his car so i couldn't really hear what he was saying he was swearing with so much vigor that it, it it was absolutely true that spit was coming out of his mouth. He was that, like, angry. And I just thought to myself, I didn't put this in my stories. No. No, no. Sorry, I'm not moving. So I just shook okay. my head like that. And I said, I, I want to go down there. You know, like you do. I want to go down there. And he's going, yeah. I want to go up there. So I was just like, it's like well, I said, well, can you reverse? And I just, you know, that's just... And he was like pointing to this road that I had to go up, which would have taken me like nowhere near where I needed to be. He was like, go up there. And I was like, oh. then, because I was just being really petty. Then I realized I could actually just get round him because a car then would park, had moved. I went past him at, so slowly that I was almost stalling. And I was just like pissing myself laughing. I was like, couldn't be driving any slower. Well, oh, Gemma. Oh, Gemma. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. I wasn't having it. It's not right. Because my day hadn't started well. Sorry, Rocky. Stop shouting. The day hadn't started well because yesterday the, the stop oil protesters were on our junction of the M25, mm. right, right near the 7 Oaks junction. So that meant that... The, the traffic was just horrendous because it was all coming through. So what should have been like a 20, 15, 20 minute school run journey, it took me like an hour and a half. Yeah. So my day hadn't started well. Mm. Whole of town was clogged up because people were trying to get off the N25. And then someone had just really selfishly decided to break down in the middle of the road at the narrowest point of town, which then created an even bigger bottleneck. 
Um, and the man in the lorry just, he just, he poked, he poked the wrong person. He poked the Bray. I've got, I've got two, two things, Gemma Bray. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, how did your homework go? Last week's homework. Well, I tried. How did it to you, Gemma? How did it tell the laundress? So I really tried. Did you? Technology has defeated me. I, d I don't know how to get, I don't know how to change the password. I don't know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's not what I mean. The Life Laundry email, Gemma. Did you log into that successfully? Or did you deny all knowledge of a Gmail existing? I didn't. I've didn't, completely forgotten it existed. It was like, it was very stressful. Right. It was it receiving an email and then sending me the code. Very stressful. Very stressful. Anyway, I got yeah. us in the Life Laundry podcast email. Yeah. I'm feeling we now have three. We can only access one. No, we haven't because we um the domain yes. ex expired, so that we no, haven't. No. Um, if you go to reset the life laundry Instagram. Thing. yeah Password. it goes send a reminder to what are you doing and then it begins with a l and you know how it stars it out yeah at gmail.com so there's another one anyway oh do you know what it is do you remember when we used to have that big brain fart about whether it was the life laundry podcast or yeah, just like i reckon we've got <laughs> for fuck's sake Oh, God. That so stressful. Anyway, I still can't get into Instagram. Gemma's in Instagram. I have accessed one of the three Life Laundry emails. <laughs> so if you would like to email us, the email is thelifelaundrypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Hooray. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a picture of me and Jem. You know how on the Gmail thing, oh, look at his little puppy tummy. Um, you know how the Gmail thing has a logo? Yeah. I'm going to put a picture of us. So if you're emailing the podcast and there's not a picture of us, I'm going to do it after this call, after this one, so 10th of November, then you're emailing the wrong one. They're live laundry podcast at gmail.com. And when I got in there, there were some emails. I've responded to some. I've responded to one and it bounced back. That email doesn't exist anymore. And I'm going to not mention any names, but I'm hoping that whoever sent it is still a laundrette. A, if, if you sent us an email and we didn't reply, genuinely, we haven't. We're just uh, incompetent. We're hoping. You tell what a shit show we are and the fact that we have three emails none of which for the last two years we've been able to log into um i, I am gonna it could be like it could be um all sorts in there yeah well but we got one from a lady who was talking asking some mental health advice and i would say neither of us are qualified but both of us have experienced it personally obviously everyone has mental health etc so uh, someone was saying, when do you know when to go to the GP? They were asking us. And when I tried to reply, the email bounced. And I just didn't want you to think that you'd been brave to email 
people and then they hadn't cared enough to reply because that's not the case. It's literally that we're too thick to be able to log into our own email. But I would say if you feel like any doubt about your mental health in terms of needing to ask a friend or ask us or whatever when the time to go is, that's your indicator that it's the time to go to your GP. And like, I always say whenever anybody asks me, uh, because I think I'm quite open about taking medication and stuff. So people ask me things, but if you go to your GP and your GP says you should take antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication or whatever doesn't mean you have to you have the option so if you go to the gp and they advise you to do stuff that you don't feel comfortable with you don't have to do it and i think people feel like if they go to the gp and the gp says oh you should take antidepressants then they're like oh god that's it i now have to take medication for the rest of my life you can always say i really want that to be the last resort or that's not going to work for me or whatever um, but anyway, I hope you are still a laundrette and I hope oh, that you spoke yeah. to the GP. Yeah. Yeah, I know, guilt, the guilt, because I immediately replied and then it bounced back. Um, but also means that I have set up a life laundry YouTube. Oh, see now, now. God, God, you've got, she's got an office and look, she's off, she's off. She's like fucking shit off a oh. shovel. But <laughs> That was your homework. No homework for the brain. I watched Antihero. I mean, I I can think of about 12 better music videos, but I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I, I really like her with longer hair. Um, um, guess who's going on tour? Not Taylor Swift. Take that. Well, yeah, but no. Peter Kay. <gasps> no. everybody now listen i'm not i i could be doing myself a disservice here right i want to get tickets first right I, no i want to get tickets first right, they go on sale on november the 12th at 10 a.m i think check Ticketmaster. that might be the wrong information and but i, I got- just for the first two years of our relationship I think you can probably tell this from the way I do Gemma's accent so convincingly, but literally for the first two years of our relationship, Joe and I would only talk to each other in a piece of K accent to the extent that our flatmate that lived above us said, it's really sweet because I can hear you two talking to each other in a Northern accent. I was like, do we? He's like, yeah. Like three o'clock in the morning, one of you will wake up and it'll be Northern. So I feel like I'm owed a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm owed a ticket. Why? Just for being? Just for being Northern. Do you all, think Northern should... all Northerners should get a ticket by just by proxy. Do you think you should message him and say, do you know who I am? No, because I don't think he gives a shit. Do you know who I am? I'm the other famous Northerner. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, there you go. Heads up, guys. Heads up. Oh god. I get anxiety when I get be like is he gonna be like one of those rock stars where now his tickets are three billion pounds? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's at the O2. He's doing like a residency at the O2, I think, for a little bit. Oh no, what in East London O2? Oh. Where's there, are, there more, are there more O2s? Yeah, the O2 
there's like O2 Brixton Academy, O2 Hammersmith Apollo. I've got a story about the O2 Brixton Academy. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. So when Mike and I were first dating, um, cool. I really liked, I still, still do, but I really liked Bruno Mars. Oh God, we're very different people. Yeah. I've heard, yeah, he does the, the happy songs, doesn't he? Um, today I don't feel like doing anything. Do, 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 do. I just want don't. Okay. That's what I want to say to him. Stop then. So Bruno Mars. So he was playing at the O2 Brixton Academy. Yeah. And Mike and I went. Um, it was a bit of a disaster getting there because it was a Sunday and that meant that the trains weren't running. So we had to get a bus replacement, which is always a nightmare. Yeah. And we got there and I and we went to this pub before it started. Yeah. And I'm because I, I needed a wee. And I went in and there was just this lady who I don't know whether she was intoxicated or are you intoxicated when you're on drugs? Is that intoxicated? Or is it oh, just she is, yeah. Under the influence, but she was just okay. She was st- she was stood in the toilet, not yeah. in a toilet, with her tights and her knickers around her knees. She still had a skirt on. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. Um. And she said to me, "You couldn't just have a look at something for me, could you?" And I just like <laughs> one eighty and left. And I held my way, and I said, "I went back into the into the pub, and I was like, we're leaving." Oh my god. I'd have been like, yeah. in any way being aggressive, but I was just like, no. Yeah, this is the sort of thing where I'm so fixer. I'm a fixer. You'd have looked, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd have been like, sure. Also, I'm a Londoner, so you're like, well, I suppose it's nice that you ask before showing me. <laughs> oh. Never occurred to me that it was optional. I tried to think. Of all the people to ask, she had not picked the right person. I mean it literally could have been anything couldn't it I mean this, the fact that she had her knickers she, was was probably, she could have been looking for her drugs <laughs> it's a real I think night she was waiting there for someone to come in she was just waiting for someone to come in she was she was braced and ready you know I mean it's super uh, to be fair if you're going to make someone look at your foof, the bit where you're taking your pants down is very awkward. So really, she was just circumnavigating that bit. Gee, I must have told you in the laundress the time I did that when I was pregnant. No. With the chiropractor. I have. I must have done. It does ring a bell. When I was really heavily pregnant and Ben was breech. Oh, this is how we got onto Team Thong and Team Big Pants. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh God! And yet, oh. So for yeah. new listeners, I'll just recap. So what happened was I was about nine months pregnant. I went to the chiropractor to see if we could realign something so that Ben was no longer breached. Uh, nobody told me that when you go to the chiropractor, you have to sort of like take clothes off a little bit, like knickers, and so they can see. I'd gone in a thong, right? Scarred someone for life. He must be about 25. And he goes, 
can you bend down and touch your toes? And I was like, I'm so, so sorry. I am so sorry. I started, and I, I was mortified because I thought, what if he thinks I've done this on purpose? What if he thinks I've gone and tried to like, but my best underwear on or something. And then I, I, I was so mortified and he was, he was so professional. He was so professional. He was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're here to sort, it's not what we're focusing on. Anyway. And I got, anyway, I was mortified, got in the car, I phoned Mike first thing. Second thing I did was I phoned my sister. Cause I know that she always goes to chiropractor. She was like, well, yeah. How can you not know that? I was like, there's no You should have told me. Yeah. Why, why, why didn't you tell me that? Well, and I just hadn't visited him going home to his wife or girlfriend or partner. I'm just going, you never guess what's happened to me today. You, I'm sure I probably told the story about my friend, Elle, doesn't listen to this podcast, but she had stitches after her first baby and then didn't have stitches after her second baby. So when the health visitor came round to see her after her second baby, the health visitor turned around and Elle had whipped off her trousers and pants and assume the position to be checked but the health visitor was like what are you doing and she was like well this do you need to have a look and the health visitor was like well no I, I can if you want me to and she basically thought that after any birth ever the health visitor has a look at your lady bits to see how it's going obviously it's just if you've had stitches I don't know I've never had stitches but do they check them you're a doula um my stitches I was I mean it's the most intense I've ever been about not having stitches just was like it's not happening I can't deal with them I remember I remember my first proper boss after university cut his finger in the garden and had stitches and he used to just stand near me and go like this and I'd be like I can't there's something about them that's a big no I basically couldn't be emotionally involved with my wrist for about six weeks (laughs) the most the the worst the whole worst thing about my wrist obviously it was very painful when it happened but after the operation they were like you basically need to she described it very well she was like your muscle is now like it's been um, it's it's string that's now stuck in glue so you have to keep pulling it to get the muscle fiber back again um, so she was like you need to rub the scar when they took my cast when they took the, the bandage off after the operation about a week afterwards she was like just keep putting your head between your knees I d- I've never seen anyone react like this and I was like I, I cannot deal with stitches I cannot even look at them so uh, I, I'm very pleased to have skipped all that in the lady bits, but poor, my poor friend was just legs akimbo for no apparent reason with the health visitor. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like something I'd do. Well, yeah. Well, that's you, what made me think of it. If you don't know, you don't know. No, and I was laughing about it before she said, well, I had stitches first time around because it, it never happened to me. So I did, I was just like, my, what were you thinking? And she was like, well, when, like the first time they checked to make sure the stitches were healing okay. I when, like, I, when I had oh. my tons, when I had my tonsils out back in the 80s, when, yeah. um, whether you're allowed to have your tonsils out. 
yeah and there was like a ward of us there's like seven kids we were all having it done on the same day we we're all in the same ward and my mum for some reason was the only parent there <laughs> um and so the matron or the sister whoever it was um very stern lady I remember that came around and gave everyone their gowns and their rubber plastic knickers right my mum didn't know what these were right so my mum got every single child to put the knickers on their head she thought they were a hat <laughs> oh I suppose when you go into surgery sometimes they do make you wear like yeah, a bar. but but then obviously they had two big holes so anyway right so that's not her first indicator no right so so my mum thought she was helping so she so the sister or matron who came in and there's like a, a ward of seven kids all with their plastic knickers on their heads right and she went mad this is not a laughing matter. These folks are hygienic, hygienic. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. At which point the woman was like, what did you think the holes were for? <laughs> pigtails. It's allowing for all hairstyles. It's non-discriminatory. If you want to wear pigtails in surgery, we've got you covered. <laughs> did they have to dole out new pants for everyone? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember at that point, but I do remember feeling really worried that the surgeons and the nurses were going to hold a grudge against me because my mum had got me in trouble. They're going to sew your throat shut. Having my tonsils out was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Why? You had it quite late. Terrible tonsillitis. I was in my teens. Yeah, fifteen. Mm. She's had such terrible tonsillitis all the time. Hang on. Oh, delivery. Um, such tonsillitis all the time it was just such a relief to even the extent now I've got quite a nasty cold and I'm like well it's not tonsillitis I've got a question yeah so you know you have this swanky new office where's Joe working oh, I could give us a shit um, no Joe is working is he in the kitchen well, he does three days a week in London right and then where my old desk was we've got him like a table with a desk right he has a standing he's got a, like a, it's called a harmony desk right so he can stand what up what room is he in in the house he's in he's in our formal living room where so my desk needs to be oh, that's hilarious has well, he not got like office envy no because he goes to the office in london oh. But also, I mean, I was about to say, but you're the same. I'm the only girl. But also I do facials. So sometimes it's nice to be able to have people come in and not go through the house. Mm -hmm. Also, it's a spare room. Mm -hmm. Also, I record stuff and he is fucking loud. Also, he can literally drown out any noise. Really? Nice yeah. to have that. You can have, he cannot hear anything, which is partly why he wanted me to be in an office because when he's in charge of the children, mm. that you'll hear, you know how I like, I, and I'm sure this is partly a mum thing, like you need to have that super hearing, but he, I'll hear like, I'll get the matches and I'll be like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, he's in charge. I'm not going to. Dad, Dad, where are the matches? Where are the? Ma I'm not going to say anything. Oh, they're just in the top drawer, babe. 
right, you just told them where the fucking, I've got, and he's like, how can you say that you, you're working if I'm in charge? I'm like, you've just told them where the matches are. They're planning on a bonfire in one of their rooms. When would you like me to not step in? So he was like, I think you should go and sit in an office, which is great because obviously behind me, the house could be burning. It's better if I don't know about it, Gemma. But yeah, he can drown people out. And because he goes three times a week. Also, he came in here when it was just finished because I'm not very good at stuff being half finished. So at the moment, I've just bought a sideboard off Facebook that I'm upcycling and I need to move the sofa bed down. And so it makes me a bit to be in here when it, it's not completely finished. So I was avoiding it for ages. And I was like, Joe, you go, you go and work in the office. You go, go on. And he came in and then he was like, no, this is, um, that's your office. So it's the woman's office. It's like your, your office. It doesn't feel like my office. Mike, mean, work, have... Mike worked in my office a, um, a while ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, and I was like, don't move anything. Don't touch anything. Literally everything is how I like it. Don't touch anything. He's got one in the garden now though, right? Yeah, he's got a, he's got something like you've got, yeah, like a a, a, a purpose built structure with like a bathroom in it, like you've got, and um, he's got his pool table in there that he's always wanted. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I was listening to another Taylor Swift song the other day. Oh, oh, can I, can I just say? Yeah, I've seen it. How many of your bloody reels have you got Taylor Swift? Don't, don't you come to me and say you don't really I've like never it. heard that song before. Had, but um, uh, I made it. What's so, it? Um, which, one, which one was it? I spy with my little something I wear clothes um, sometimes. Do you know what? I put one reel up after we recorded last week or after I edited last week. And it was so funny because you know, because everybody who does social media, it's best to use the recommended music because then they they show it. And the top of my recommended music was that song by Taylor Swift. And I was like, I've never heard this one before. And I didn't particularly like it, but it fitted yeah. with stationery. And I was like, oh, it's like Gemma's in my phone. Mm -hmm. So I did it knowing that As I, it, it was the sign from Gemma. Because then I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to look for anti-hero. But then I thought, actually, probably that's not appropriate for a coach. No. 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 Then, and then that's the thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put anti-hero because Gemma will think it. She'll know that I've done my homework and all of that. And then I was like, firstly the words don't seem appropriate for coaching but b once you go down that route you're like what words are appropriate for coaching and then before you know it you're in like an 80s reach for the stars climb every mountain high. does every child go through a phase of being in love with that song i never realized like four-year-old ned we had to listen to that most nights Johnny's song was actually ironically a Bruno Mars song. It goes, You make me feel like I've been locked out of hell. 
No, Ned liked. Oh my god, I remember Ned gyrating against the sofa to um Carly Ray Jefferson. Oh, her new song is quite funky, isn't it? Is it? I haven't heard it. Yeah, I like the way you say it, isn't it? We reached the moon. I think we dusted lost in space. But I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. Is that her? Yeah. Oh, that's oh my god, I was about to say, I've seen that. I've seen a thing on that, and then I realised it's you and your bloody sink. <laughs> I've seen an influencer using that. Well, oh, who could it have been? Oh, it's Gemma Bray. And the washing. Oh, um, um, latest comments I've had. Um, oh, I know you know you're making it. I, I know I'm making um, headway on YouTube. We've almost got 30,000 subscribers. Um, hashtag have... follow subscribe. What? Oh yeah, so I follow and subscribe. Yeah, um, I did. This is I had a very lovely condescending comment from a gentleman. Um, oh, and I never had that. And I was just like, he said, "I must be doing something right." And what did he say? It wasn't bad. He was just like, um, not trying to be rude, but and oh. it, it was because it gave me that teaching opportunity to teach the kids, the older kids. Um, how very often the word but can negate what has come previously in a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And I was teaching, you know, it's a lovely, it's a learning opportunity. And he was like, not trying to be rude, but I found this a very confusing video. And then on the same day, I had someone say on my TikTok, <laughs> no, on my Instagram, and it made me laugh. Um, Please stop waving your arms around. It's very distracting. Full stop. Love your nails, by the way. <laughs> It has to be like an emperor penguin for the rest of your videos. I I, I know I, I use my hands a lot when I talk. In fact, I have been asked before on Instagram if I was signing. No. Oh God! Imagine if you were. Yeah. Well, I've got another. I've got to about that. When I was in year three at school, first year juniors. Yeah. I had it in my head that I wanted to learn sign language, so I bought a British sign language book. And I realized that how how difficult it actually is. I was like, this is yeah. this is actually really hard. So then my teacher saw that I'd got the book and he then decided what a great idea it was. And he wanted to do a topic on it and he borrowed yeah. my book and he never gave it me back. So Mr. <gasps> still owes me my BSL book. It was in a yellow cover. Yeah, he never gave it me back. That's naughty. Yeah. So I do Don't... know I put my hands around a lot. But that's just, just just what it is. That's fine. If you were a TV presenter, they'd want you to do that. You need to use your hands. But it just made me laugh. Let's stop waving your arms around. I find it really strapped and full stop. Love your nails. Do you remember that classic one? I've got to find. We've got to find that Jolene video. That classic one of I used to really like you, but I hate your earrings. Something like that. Where it's like, yeah, everyone, everyone always brings that up. Everyone's remembered that. It's just like, obviously, you can like someone until they wear earrings that you're not that keen on, and then it's all off. That's hilarious. It's just unacceptable. I really liked it when you had a, a man on your TikTok saying, like, patronizing voice. Yeah. And yeah. I said, patronizing comment. And he was like, oh, yeah, fair, fair play. Yeah. 
It's so weird because when you write these things, do you not? Does he not think? No, no, thinking does not come into it. I don't know, but do you know who else who I think has not thought something through? What? Matt Hancock. What is he doing? Well, yeah, a midlife crisis. So, what's so. been your positive for the week, Chippy? My positive for the week is um, I ate a frog. Do you know that expression? I thought everyone knew that expression, but Joe did not know what that was. Um, and basically, I qualified as an accredited coach in March or April. And then I've procrastinated doing my website. Oh, yeah, I forgot to look at now. that. I got distracted. Well more homework you just didn't do um and I finally did my website and it's up and it's done and it took me about three hours total of faffing and yeah I've put it off since April so I'm pleased that that is done that is my positive what's your positive of the week Gemma Bray it's a bit of a smug positive Oh, God. How many spins did you do? No, no, no. It's not about that. It's not about that. <clears throat> so... Wait um, a minute. Go on. What? Are you alone in the house? Yeah, why? Well, Mike's in the office outside. Why? Because I just heard another voice. Oh, fuck off. It, my tummy just rumbled. Well, have a listen back. What time are we on? I, you won't know, but we're obviously quite close to the end. What's but when you have an edit, I'm going to wave so you can see this. Scroll back and just have a listen. It sounds like something. Like high voice. Trying to get in on the act. Oh, um, so it's quite a small... A smug positive. So our mortgage, and, and it's, this had nothing to do with me. This was all my, my mathematical Mike. We're all jealous of the mic. It's due to run out the deal. The, the deal yeah, yeah, yeah. My positive is I married a clever man because he had the wherewithal to lock it in and get a deal months ago i don't mean to say awful my mum gets really cross about it but if i had to marry again and part of me thinks if joe leaves me for being so vile to him i would never marry again because i hate having to share my space with people but i'm going to marry someone who's really good at money really good with numbers really good at boring life admin so over here we've got joe saying i need to do my tax return i need to do my tax return we could owe 10 grand we could owe nothing and I was like that's quite a big difference Joe why why don't you have a vague understanding of which one it is and he was like I just don't know like, fucking hell that's what it's like at the Harrods just for some balance just in case anyone listened to Gemma's positive and I did like warn you that it was a smug positive I am aware over here we've got a mathematical shit show going on no puppies, just fighting big dogs and the possible massive tax bill that we can't pay looming. So on that note. All right, we'll speak to you all next week, everybody. <laughs> Did anyone?
Or we just plunged anyone into just a pit. Well, you can email us now at Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Do I have access to it? Yeah, you do. I did send you the login. And I need to have a picture of us both together. And then I'm going to upload that right now. And you can find us on YouTube where there is one video up where we are live laundry podcast so you can upload this while we get the old episodes uploaded they'll be out of sync probably i've like i've got a list of the ones that i've edited in order but they might be out of order but i'm sure you won't mind it's not like we really talk about a lot of current events well (laughs) But yeah, Life Laundry Podcast on YouTube. Oh. The Life Laundry Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us a message. I will respond. Gemma won't. Well, she might. If you want Gemma to respond, I can force her to do it. I didn't hear that. That's so exciting. And until next week, we'll no, that's a different one, different podcast. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you next week. Say goodbye, Chiffy. Bye-bye, Gemma.